Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. 
888-789-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome to another edition of It's Still Real to Me. I'm Jonathan Zaslow, of course, Zaslow Show 2.0. My pal is Joey Levin. As we come at you every Saturday, we give you the week's biggest stories in the world of pro wrestling. Joey, how you doing this morning? It is freezing outside. Hello. It's freezing outside, but it's about to be much colder where I'm headed because it's eight degrees in in New Jersey where I'm yes, flying into yes, in a few so you're hours. Headed, you're headed up up north, okay? Yeah. And and you're going to you're going to a show with your brother. You're going to see WWE Live uh at Madison Square Garden. Now it's it's yes. a house show, but if, if you know, for folks who aren't aware, and if you've never been to a house show at Madison Square Garden, which I haven't, um, the house shows at Madison Square Garden are because that's like WWE's 
old school home base. I mean, you know, it's the site of WrestleMania one, of course, that's that's their old original territory, that northeast, you know, Um is that where Hogan beat Iron Sheik? Was it in Madison Square Garden? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so, so that's that's their old home base. And whenever they do house shows there, they actually rarely do Raw there. They rarely do SmackDown. It's really expensive to rent that building, as you would imagine. So they'll do like house shows there like once a year, but they treat them as a pretty big deal, those oh, yeah. shows. Yeah, absolutely. And we were in charge. I like... We were going back and forth because me and my brother and one of our buddies is going and one of the guys that my brother works with. So there's like a little crew of us going. We're just like going back and forth on what might happen and or like who's going to be there, who's going to show up. And I just kind of said, like, all bets are off. Like, here's what I know. They're promoting that the bloodline is going to be there. So that's awesome. They're promoting that Bray is going to be there. That's awesome. Um, other than that, it's so it's, it's obviously a SmackDown show because – there's another live event, I believe, running the same yep. night, which yeah. will be the Raw show. Yeah. But I also said, like, wouldn't be shocked if Triple H comes out. It's his first live. It's his first house show at the Garden since he took over. Wouldn't be shocked if he came out and said said something or did something. I, I think anything could happen here. And for people who are, you know, you're listening right now, like, hold on. How's Joey going to see a live WWE show at the Garden on Monday mm-hmm. night? Monday Night Raw is a best of show. There's yeah. no live Monday Night Raw. So, like, it's super rare. And, and of course, SmackDown last night was taped. Um, but Monday Night Raw is not a taped show this week. It's a best of type show. There's, like, no it's like Monday- unheard of, right? Isn't unheard that the first? Of. Yeah, it feels unheard of. But they're doing so, – so, okay. Well, apparently, they, they want to give people time off, an extra day off because of the holiday. Merry Christmas, everyone. Of course, you're listening right now. Christmas Eve, tomorrow, Christmas Day. Maybe you're listening. Maybe it's already Christmas. So, Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Um, They want to give folks an extra day off, and they're still doing a, a SmackDown house show and a Raw house show because apparently, you know, all the production crew, all those type of people, they don't work those house shows. So, they're they're getting the day off. Right. And from what I understand, the WWE superstars who are working those house shows are getting pretty, uh, pretty heavily incentivized to work the the day after Christmas, those house shows. So, yeah, it's kind of weird. You're going to a live show and there's literally no Raw that night. Yeah. And and it also like one of like our buddy who's going was like, uh, they never they don't change straps at house shows, do they? And I was like, well. You never uh, yeah, know. Yeah, you, you never, never know. You never know. Like, never especially know. at MSG with no raw that night. Like if they, you never know when WWE is going to try to make a, like a buzz on social media. Like, right. I, I mean, know. obviously it's not going to be Roman and it's not going to be the Usos, but like, why can't Braun win the IC title or something? Like, why can't something random like that happen? And then it makes you tune in for SmackDown. Right. It's supposed top to be the biggest head. show. Right off the top of your head. Most famous house show title belt changes. You got any? Well. Wasn't there? I mean, the Rockers, right? Uh, wasn't well, that no, not? A, well, wasn't no, that a non televised show? Well, no, they were taping it, and they decided not to not to air it. That was for WWF superstar. I don't show. remember. I know there's been some that's it's just escaping me. I, I'll, I don't you, remember. I'll give you three that come to my mind right oh, wow. away. What okay. I think are the three most favorite, uh, most uh, uh, memorable. Number one, Bret Hart won his first ever WWF championship at a house show. Okay, he, he beat Ric Flair at a house show. That Crazy. was uh, Bret Hart, uh, my all-time favorite, won his first ever WWF championship at a house show. He beat Ric Flair, got him to tap out to the sharpshooter. Also, uh, Diesel 
won his first WWF championship. I think it was at the Garden. Uh, okay. Where he uh, beat Bob Backlund for the title in like five seconds. You know, okay. powerbomb quickly, bit first ever championship for Diesel. And the third one that I remember right off the top of my head as well, how about an NXT house show where Samoa Joe ended Finn Balor's reign and won the NXT title? Crazy. Yeah, in front of like, bad. you know. Uh, that one I remember. That was more people. recent. Yeah. Yeah, an NXT house show is like 400 people, you know? Yeah. And, and, Crazy. and Finn Balor's long title reign ended at an NXT house show. But now remind me, the moment in the cage with the click, was that a house, house show? show? Yeah, that was a house show. Okay, so there you go. That, that's again where you, you never like one of the biggest moments in the history. Of the I think business. it was MSG. I think it was too. Yeah, yeah, and that's one of the biggest. That's like one of the moments everyone looks at that moment where they're like, "Holy shit!" They just like they just changed the industry forever just by like celebrating with each other in the ring. So you know, I've know. been to I've been to you know obviously as a kid you go to so many house shows because there you know televised shows were so few and far between as a kid. Um, I don't think I've ever been to a house show where a title has changed. I, I don't know. think I ever have, but it, I mean, it's, it's not going to happen at the show you're going to, but it, it's not impossible. It's not it's impossible. Imp- it's not, not impossible. impossible. We've been just trying to decide if we should dress up. Cause my brother and I have been known to dress up to go to events. We've, yeah, you guys as, have dressed up as the the old rock meme, right? Yep. WrestleMania. Yep. And a few years back, we dressed as Bray, and like <laughs> like early Bray, like uh, New Orleans Swamp Guy uh, Bray, and people were coming up to us with their arms out at the event. People, that's <laughs> the best thing about wrestling. Like when you do that, is like any other place you go, it's like, oh, you guys are corny. Right. You go to wrestling dressed it's up like corny. that, and people are like chanting at you, and they're celebrating with you. We're just we're we. There was a dis- brief discussion about brawn brutes with me as Butch, because um, my brother and our friend are both much bigger than me, so they would make sense to be the other guys. But I don't know if we have time to pull it off. We'll see. This is a uh, a good opportunity for me to remind everyone. So Joey's going to a house show at MSG on Monday, and I'm going to WWE Live at FTX Arena this Thursday. So if you're looking for that last minute Christmas gift. Or, excuse me, or you just want to go see WWE Live, all right? This Thursday, the 29th, FTX Arena, ftxarena.com. You got WWE Live. It's a SmackDown show. It's it's at the arena on Thursday night. Your boy is going to be there. I'm going with my son. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you've never been to a house show, house show's the way to go, man. Uh, it's nonstop action. The matches the are- It's the hardcores, too. The like matches the are- Yeah, the matches are all long. You're getting good matches. And and the fan and the the interaction with the superstars and the fans, they really put the effort to put on a show and interact with the fans because it's not on television and they can break character if they wanted to. I remember when I was in Charlotte, they came to the arena. And like the other thing that you get, too, is you get younger people on the roster that you may not know a lot about and they get time to wrestle, too. So there's a chance you're going to see like an incredible match. From someone you may not have even like, I remember in Charlotte, it was like the first match of the night was um, Buddy Matthews, who's now in House of Black. And it was insane. Like at the beginning, everyone's like, oh, we don't know who these guys are. And by the end, everyone's losing their minds because it was just like an insane match. He's so good. And you never would you, you'd never get that on like a, a, it's a true. TV episode. You get to see guys who their first kind of, you know, testing out with a crowd um that that'll happen a lot at house shows so again if you want to go thursday night it's a smackdown show they're advertising eight-man tag with the bloodline involved uh they're advertising a bray wyatt 
is going to make his return to Miami. So uh, Thursday night, FTXarena.com, WWE Live. And for house shows, tickets are always super affordable. You can get them at a really good price. Sounds like they're sounds like they're advertising the same show that I'm about to see. So I guess we'll find out. Oh, maybe. Well, no, your your show's going to be special. MSG, yeah, you know, yeah. your show's going to be special. Yeah. Um, and, 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 it, and it's the night before. The one I'm going to on Thursday is the night before the big show on Friday in Tampa, you know, right up the road. Can't miss main event. Yeah. Well, it, not only are they pushing the can't miss main event, but man, Michael Cole last night is really pushing the whole the greatest of all time. Yeah, they John are, Cena. Yeah. Social, they're doing that on social, too. That yeah. bothers. I don't know. That bothers me. The like, I, I love Cena. I'm not one of those guys. Cena sucks. Tired of Cena. That, that's not me. But I don't know. It bothers me. The greatest yeah. of all time. Well, I think it's also it's it's just part of the storyline because Roman always calls himself the best. He he says he's the best now. So I think if you keep pushing him as if you keep pushing Cena as the best of all time or greatest of all time, then when Roman Reigns beats the shit out of him, gives him more of an argument. Well, we'll we'll get to. There were just a couple things from last night that I want to talk about. One of them involved that. But let's let's start out at the beginning of the week with Raw. And I, I know you thought, and you're not the only one, I thought I thought as well pretty much, you thought this was as good a Raw you've seen in, in forever. Yeah, I, I watched it Monday night, but I was kind of half in, half out. I was a little tired. But as I was watching, I was like, oh, this is pretty good. And and then you know, we were talking about it last night. Like, what are we what are we gonna discuss today? And obviously we were gonna discuss stuff from Raw. But I got up pretty early this morning and I was like, all right, I'm just going to just rewatch Raw. I got to say, not only it's hard to quantify because I don't remember every Raw this year and I don't remember every Raw of the last five years. But from beginning to end, it's a great show. Might have been the best Raw we've seen in years. Like not just this year, but in years. Like every single thing on the show was good. Even the stuff that I was like, I don't like this storyline. For example, Ms. Loomis. I don't really love that storyline. Well, it seems like it's over now, right? No, I well, I don't know because Bronson Reed comes back or Bronson Reed causes the Miz to win. So now I think it's gonna be Miz and Bronson Reed versus Dexter and Gargano, and it'll oh, okay. lead to Miz probably actually fighting Gargano. I think, I don't know. But even that, I mean, Bronson Reed's pretty cool and did some really like big time stuff when he was outside. Can of I ask you as far as Bronson Reed is concerned? How has Triple H done such a good job of keeping these returns under wraps? Like, all of a sudden, Bronson Reed has shown up. And now, I purposely don't go over all the dirt sheet stuff because I don't want stuff like that ruined for me. But I, I, I do see some stuff, and I didn't see anything about Bronson Reed return. Yeah, I think part of it is that a lot of the returns are people that were never in WWE in the first place. There are a lot of NXT people that could have been. So... It's not like, you know, I think a lot of people are not like clamoring to know if Bronson Reed is going to be back because like he was good in NXT, but he was never on the main roster. So it's like, you know, the the, the general but even WWE. Like dating back to SummerSlam at SummerSlam. Nobody found out that Dakota Kai and Io Shirai were going to be debuting at SummerSlam. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Like and brought when Braun came back was pretty surprising. Oh no no! But I I I had heard Braun was returning. I, I didn't. Actually, I, yeah, I was actually pretty surprised when he showed. I up. actually saw that, but yeah. I. Oh, and even but, Dexter but again, Lewis. We didn't know Dexter but again, Lewis was returning. But again, listen to all the na- the names, right? All Bronson Reed, Dexter Loomis, Io Shirai, Dakota Kai, never main roster, all NXT. We didn't know Karrion Cross was returning, did we? No. 
Now he had. I don't a think anybody had a moment I, on the main roster. Yeah, well, and I think based on the way his main roster went with the Master Shredder uh, mask, people <laughs> were like, "Oh, Shredder. we don't want him back." They're like, "We don't want him back." Um, you know what yeah, else I loved about Raw been this so, week? But there's also been so many. It's just hard to keep yeah. track now. Like so many returns. Yeah. You know what else I also loved about Raw this week? They were doing like old school. They were doing like Attitude Era storytelling, man. Where you got you got the storyline. Just the main storyline of the show, which ended up being the bloodline, the Usos running rampant, just weaving its way through the entire three hours. Like right. that was like old school attitude era storytelling. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, look, let's just run it down because normally what we, we, we go story by story. But like real quick, I'll just run it down just like to the magnitude of what last night sh- or this Monday show was because it was that. So like you said, it started with uh, with Heyman and Roman. Yeah. Roman says, we're going to show how powerful we really are. And then we we go right into it. We got the Usos, Sammy, and Solo backstage just beating the shit out of Mustafa Ali, who, good for that. I mean, God bless that guy, because that's all that happened. He just gets the <laughs> shit out of him, like, weekly. Um, right into Street Profits versus Judgment Day, which, you know, good match. I love Angelo Dawkins, by the way. I think I like him better than Montez Ford at this point. But that gets us to... Rhea Ripley, Akira Tozawa, which, which I don't I think anybody was the coolest thing of the week, which I don't think anybody saw coming, which we'll, yeah. I'm sure we're, you're going to want to talk more about. Yeah. Then we get Gable and Otis versus the OC. Shout out to Chad Gable because anytime he's in the ring, it's awesome. But then we get another bloodline attack, which leads us to Sami Zayn versus AJ one on one match. Right. Then we get Alexa and Bianca backstage, which was an awesome segment with Alexa uh, hitting, ending it by hitting Bianca. With a, plant. with a plant with a plant or whatever after the Bray Wyatt thing flashed in the background. No, yep. you know that, right? Of course, so of course. That's like the little detail there is like she's trying to make her case and this and that. It's over, and then it flashes, and then she hits her with the plant, which was awesome. We get the then we get the Bronson Reed return. Then we get Rollins and Theory in the ring. But it started with Rollins saying, Notice how the bloodline hasn't attacked me yet, because this is my show, not Roman Reigns' show. Bloodline shows up. Theory runs away. KO comes in to make the save. So then we get Rollins and KO versus the Usos as your main event on Raw. By the way, just sandwiched in here in this Raw with all this crazy shit, great matches, great backstage segments. Oh, by the way, we just have Becky Lynch and Bailey one on one, two of the greatest women's wrestlers of all time. Just, you know, just casually just thrown into Raw. It was a great show. It was, it was unbelievable. I mean, just think about that. Sammy and AJ, you had a ladders match. You had <laughs> Becky and Bailey. You had Rollins and KO versus the Usos, all on Monday Night Raw. And that that's in in addition to the inner, you know, Rhea and Tazawa and two other really good matches. And the storytelling where you got the one main story being the bloodline. I mean, the bloodline's the main story in all of WWE right now, but with them weaving in the the bloodline and the Usos just taking over Raw for the entire three hours, where essentially you got them doing something at the beginning of the show, you essentially got them doing something in the middle of the show, and then you essentially got them doing something at the end of the show. Like that's how you keep the viewers, man. Where I I, I got to see where this is headed. You know, I got I gotta I gotta see the end of the story for tonight's show. And that was that was very attitude era storytelling on Raw. I mean. So many nights, obviously, revolved around Austin, you know, but this and you had to see you had to wait until Austin was finally going to come out, you know, and how is how is he going to react to everything that's going on? 
But this had that type of feel to it where now yeah. maybe you were waiting for like when Roman is going to come out. He never came out, if I'm remembering correctly. But nope. you're still waiting for how this story is going to end. And that's how you keep everybody watching. And it also just keeps it, it just keeps it keeps the bloodline fresh because now look at how many op- options there are for them on every show. Right. They attacked. The, well, they, they have they, to be on both shows, so I don't know why they don't do it more often. Roman has both belts. The well, they have. have both they, belts. Like, you since gotta have war, them on both shows. Well, since War Games, they've been on both shows every You gotta. Week. You gotta. Well, not Roman, not Roman, but right. the rest of the Bloodline. But Roman should be popping up on Raw every now and then. He's got both titles. Yeah, 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 for sure. And that's why I think it's working. Um, but, like, now you 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 got them, you know, they can... They can they have the Brawl and Brood stuff on on SmackDown and whoever else they want to go with on SmackDown. They got KO. Now they have the the club and AJ Styles. I mean, there's so many different options for the ways they can go with these feuds. And plus Cena's coming back. And then they're gonna build to Rumble and then they're gonna build to Mania. Like the bloodline just there's so much going on with that crew at all times. It's just so well done. So it coming up, okay, on today's show. We're going to give because it's almost the end. Of, it's almost the end of the month. I know it's almost the end of the year, but it's almost the end of the month. So I think I think at the end of every month, we're going to do top five wrestlers of the month. All right. So we're going to get to that coming up in, in, in a little bit here. Uh, and of course, we got Big Dirt, not Big Dirt. But I want to I want to go over my favorite storyline of the week, though, was you had the intergender match, which came out of nowhere. OK, between yeah. Rhea and Akira Tozawa. So th- there, there are several things that I loved about this. I, I think you got to be careful, of course, with intergender matches, all right? But yeah. it has to be, like, essentially the right participant. And Rhea Ripley's the right participant because she looks... Now, granted, Akira Tozawa is small, but Rhea Ripley looks like she could fight men, all right? She yeah. does. Like, she looks like China. She looks like she can fight men, except the difference with China. I mean, Rhea Ripley is a fantastic wrestler, and China was not. But she looks like China. She can fight men, she looks like. But that doesn't mean that she should be fighting men. I love the. It wasn't, like, random. The way that they set this up, so you got the Street Profits versus the Judgment Day, and I forget who it was, but one of them kicked Dominic in the face. No, no, it was uh, Tazawa tried to spray, throw... He tried to throw the drink into Rhea Ripley's face. And it she got, got out Dominic. of the way and it got in right. Dominic, who was wearing the sunglasses, because last week right. he got sprayed with the mist by Austin. Okay, so that's what it was. I mean, it was five days ago. I'm trying to remember. So that's what it was. Okay, so that match ends and Rhea chases them up the entrance and she now challenges Tozawa because she's defending her simp in yeah. Dominic. So yeah. what's it, like it's not a random thing where a woman wants to fight a man. It was yeah. all part of the story where yeah, that's that's my you know that that's that that's my that's my guy right there and yeah. and and I'm I'm me as the female, I'm now going to protect him. So there was you, a reason for it. And it's just like it continues not only to to show how good Rhea is, but also just how good Dominic is as this little shit eating yep. heel. He yep. is he just plays this character yep. so well right now. It is one of the great turnarounds in character work of probably of 2022, I would have to say. I mean, it's it's just been really remarkable. He's so good. But yeah, it was um The match was it, not great, but the match is this was the, sloppy. Is this the first oh yeah, yeah, it was the match rough. was sloppy. It was is this the first singles intergender match on WWE TV since China? No, no, no. There's well, I mean 
singles, not like mixed tag or, or right. something like that. You had Nia Jax enter the Royal Rumble and took a, oh, took yeah. a an RKO that was from Randy cool. Orton. And uh, the zigzag and the 619. Yeah. They just were all hitting her with their finishers. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. I kind of miss Nia Jax, to be honest with you. Eh. Um, we never got the payoff either, right? Right. With well, that's why I miss her. I want the payoff, you know, yeah. with, with Becky Lynch. Who knows? I mean, who knows? She might be back. I mean, <laughs> good Lord. I mean, she has said also, some really negative things about Also, isn't – yeah, but also, like, isn't she – Part of the maybe bloodline? I'm maybe I'm missing this. Isn't she loosely related to that yeah. family? Oh yeah, I don't think I don't think it's loose. I think oh. she's related. Or yeah. I don't know. She's like eighth cousin or something. They're all ooses. They're all ooses. Yeah. So maybe that. Maybe one day that could happen. But I don't know. Yeah. So I yeah I love rather her. have her than Tamina. Let's put it uh, that way. Uh, dude, I mean I I can't handle it. Tamina is my least favorite wrestler maybe of all time. Well, I, I mean if the bloodline's ever gonna have a woman, it's either Tamina or Nia Jax. It looks like right. Um. So I love how they set up the intergender match. And I also love, you know, do I want the man in this case, Akira Tozawa, punching the woman? No, that makes me a little bit uncomfortable. And Akira Tozawa didn't want to punch Rhea. Right. And and it led to Rhea then beating the shit out of him. So there are ways that you can do intergender matches without it being like offensive, you know? And and I, I thought... Now, while I said the match was sloppy, it doesn't even matter. I, I still thought it was great, yeah. even though the match was sloppy, because I thought they did it right. Uh, obviously, I love the way Rhea Ripley pins Tazawa. She still does her signature pin, where she's kind of, you know, missionary style on yeah, top yeah, of yeah. So yeah. I really dug that, that she still did that there. And credit to Tazawa, man, because he's been a stud, really, the last few weeks. Well, I was going to say, I got to give him his props now, because he didn't make my top five, He, but... Man, what he's done over the last I mean, he's a fixture now. He's he's back on TV yeah. and he's wrestling every week and he's he's hilarious. easy to root for. He's a fun wrestler. He's good with the facial expressions. He's really easy for the crowd to get behind. Yeah, and he's just fun. He's funny and he's really good in the ring. His nickname's the cardio monster, be- apparently, because he can just go and go and go. But like, yeah, he's been really good. So I had to make sure we got to give him his credit because he's not on my list. Although he was close. He was. So close. that that was my favorite story of the week was the intergender yeah. match. It came out of nowhere and I thought they did it perfectly. And I just love Rhea Ripley. I mean, just yeah. a, just a massive, massive star. She is. Yeah. I thought it was, I, I thought it was great. Um, I mean, obviously I love everything about what they did with the bloodline on Monday, just the way, like you talked about the way it weaved the whole show together. Um, and like KO, also, one the the small thing I think I texted you about this last night is like one of the the, the things I really like about what Ko is doing right now is that every week he's like randomly he's teaming with somebody to go against the bloodline, but he also used to have issues with the people that he's teaming with. So yep. in their backstage segments, he's yep. bringing all this up, and they're acting like it never happened. So like with Elias, he's like. You think I don't remember? You tortured me. He's like, are you talking about what happened with my brother? And then this week, it's Rollins. And he's like, you think I've forgotten what you did? And Rollins is like, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, no, Rollins said to him, we make a pretty good team. Why did we stop teaming up? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And and KO's like, you tried to take my 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 WrestleMania match. Yeah, that was you. Rollins, <laughs> Rollins is like, that wasn't me. That wasn't me. No, that was you. And he, goes, you, I'm you 90, he goes, I'm 98% sure it was you. And he goes, oh, so there's 2%. And he's like, no, I was just kidding. It's 100%. Yeah, you were wearing a really shiny jacket. You look great. It was you. 
And Rollins, and then Rollins was like, "Yeah, I did look really good." And he goes, "See, I told you it was you. <laughs> you just yeah, admitted I, it." I love the callbacks, man. Like, don't treat me as the viewer like I'm an idiot. And yeah. and and the the viewers love that shit. They love the old stories being brought back up. Uh, KO and Rollins, they beat the Usos, not for the titles. Boy, when's the last time in a tag match one of the Usos got pinned? Uh, so they they. Well, they... I, I saw a tweet the other day. I, I think it was Sean Ross Sapp or one of those reporters was saying like the Usos have lost a lot. Like they that they lose not it's obviously singles. title matches that they've just been losing a lot of matches. Well, I mean, I I don't remember them losing a tag match. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and they did yeah, there. I don't either. But but then the night kind of ends with Sammy almost trying a sneak attack with Kevin Owens, his back turned, and Kevin turns around and catches him, and we're off and running, man. Like yeah. I don't know if the end game is WrestleMania. Like it feels like, all right, are we getting KO and Sammy against the Usos at WrestleMania, or are we getting KO versus Sammy at WrestleMania? I got my fingers crossed that it's KO versus Sammy at WrestleMania, but it feels like we're off and running, man. Yeah, yeah, no, I think it's. I I got to think it's almost certainly KO and Sammy at Mania because it's going to be KO and Roman at at Rumble. Yeah. Um. So, it, yeah, I, 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 that's at least that's what it seems like. I don't know. Look, but, yeah. KO KO could take the title off of him at rumble and the reason i mean probably not but the reason that unless unless they're just going to split the titles well but the reason that i say that is because if we are going to get the rock returning why would it be for the title why does the rock who is not a wwe superstar anymore why is he going to come back and want the title there's no reason for that so if that's the case you don't have have the title on roman well if roman doesn't have the title then he's not the head of the table like the whole idea is that they win, they're the best, and that being head of the table means you're the best. So I guess if he wins the title, then The Rock proves he's the head of the table. I just if if we go into WrestleMania and Roman has the titles and he's fighting, it's the, the island Rock, of there's relevancy. There's no reason to believe that The Rock's going to win. But the island of relevance, you're only relevant on the island of relevancy if you're holding all the all the gold. Like, why are they the most relevant thing in wrestling if they have no titles? You know. All right. I well, guess. I mean, that that's from a from a devil's advocate standpoint, like w- what makes them the most relevant thing? What makes them the top thing? What makes him the head of the table? It's because he's he has he's been the undisputed champion for f- almost two years. Let me uh, let me give you a little bit on Smackdown before we get to yeah. Dynamite here. Uh, there were really just two things that stood out on Smackdown, which is a tape show last night. Number one, fire promo from Sami Zayn to start off the show unbelievable bloodline starts the show and Roman does his whole little spiel and then tells everyone that Sammy is pissed off tonight. What do you got on your mind? Get it off your back. And Sammy uh, just lays into Kevin Owens and John Cena. And when you come out, he's finally got a family. And when you come after his family, you get smashed and that John Cena and Kevin Owens are going to acknowledge the tribal chief. I, I little things I love, you know, where he started out, doing the promo in line behind Roman. And then as he gathered steam, he got a little bit closer to the ropes. And then he stuck half his body through the ropes. He closed the promo. I was hoping he was not going to take the next step and be his full body outside the ropes. It never quite got there. But that was a fire promo from Sami Zayn, ending with Roman kind of massaging his shoulders at the end of it. Great way to start the show. And the only other thing that, you know, is worth bringing up, uh, Raquel Rodriguez wins the gauntlet match, which I thought was a really good match. Yeah. Uh, I thought Zia Lee looked fantastic. I thought Raquel looked fantastic. And uh, my only beef with it is 
after Ronda beats the uh, after Raquel beats the other five competitors, Ronda comes out says, "No, nah, no, nah, you got one more, and she's got to fight Shayna." I didn't know that Ronda gets to make the rules, but anyway, so Shayna comes down to the ring, and and Raquel gets a roll up there, so she gets a fluky win there. And my only problem there is, I just don't want them using Shayna like she's a henchman. You know, yeah. she's she's arguably the greatest NXT champion of all time. I, yeah. I I don't want them using her as a henchman. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, I think we've talked about this a few times. It's just like, she's better than Rousey. Yes. And r- no one cares about Rousey anymore. Like, she's not relevant as like a crossover star. You know, the, the reason to continue to push Rousey like this and have her have a henchman is like, this extremely famous celebrity who's now in a full-time wrestler that's bringing eyes to WWE. I mean, I, maybe I'm wrong. I don't think Ronda Rousey's bringing more eyes to WWE. Not Ronda either. Rousey, Ronda Rousey, even when she can't, like, I've, I've talked about this. I'm a hardcore MMA fan. I watch all of it. I watch UFC. UFC, MMA fans don't like Ronda Rousey anymore. The way she <laughs> the left. The way she exited, yeah. The way she exited the sport, she was a sore loser. She was yeah. a, Huge whatever baby. and you know people go through stuff whatever it is what it is but she exited negatively so when she went to wwe people were like good riddance like we don't want you it wasn't like oh shit like when it wasn't like cm punk going to the ufc or something like or brock leaving ufc and going right, back to right, wwe right. where it's like we gotta see this yeah, like we love this example. guy this is this is one of our guys right <laughs> yeah. but you know ronda left on such a shitty terms that no one cared there's like go and now you have her no one likes her. No WWE fans like her, but they like uh, they like Shayna Baszler. But you know, they, hopefully, they, we're building fired. toward a place where Shayna is going to realize, you know what, I'm better than you, and I want your title. Maybe we end up getting that for WrestleMania. Yeah, you know, yeah. maybe maybe that's what that we wind good. up building toward. Um, and, and finally, before we get to Dynamite, this Friday's SmackDown is a fantastic show. Yeah. All right. We got Ronda Rousey defending the championship against Raquel Rodriguez. That's going to be a great match. All right. Yeah. It w- Raquel's great. It's going to be a great match. Uh, you have obviously the main event, Cena and KO against Roman, who never fights on free TV, and Sami Zayn. That's going to be awesome. I'm like, I don't know where we're going to go from there. I mean, I guess from there, we're going to officially set up KO versus Roman for a Royal Rumble. That's got to be the MO. And I do wonder if it leaves some wiggle room for, for a story for Cena, be it for Royal Rumble or more likely for WrestleMania. Because remember, it's WrestleMania Hollywood. Um, right. What else do we have? The Usos are in action as well, right? Are they defending their titles on Friday? I don't remember. I I, I got to imagine, but I don't remember who they're who they're defending against. Well, just with those oh, two it? matches, no, that this is a this is clearly shaping up to be all right. We canceled day one. Uh, so we, we got to have some type of big show. This feels like they're December. Uncle Howdy. Maybe are we going to get uncle Howdy? Maybe, maybe, maybe this feels yeah. like they're December, uh, premium yeah, live. For event. Sure. By the way, I'll just shout out uh, my brother again, texting me while we're talking about the Sami Zayn promo saying, and this is a wrinkle. I think we haven't discussed about mania. It's gotta be Sammy and Roman at mania. I don't think so. I, I, I don't, I, I, we got to get Sammy versus Kevin first. Maybe. Or is it like they torture Kevin Owens so much that Sammy turns back? And I don't know. Either way, just I, it's something to consider, though, because I think that hasn't been considered because of how good he is with the bloodline. 
I don't think Sammy beating Roman is believable. I don't think it's believable. It's the story of the, it's like the story. I mean, it's like Daniel Bryan winning two matches in a night to become champion. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's that, that's the underdog story of wrestling, right? Right. That's, that's, that's how you get someone like Sammy Zayn over. Like, I I think it's too quick, but can we be headed toward that? He's also like, like also like the bloodline are supposed to be heels. Yeah. What better way to keep them as heels than to, than to, you know, break Sammy off because Sammy is so oh, I think what we're doing here is KO like like the, the way to keep the bloodline heels is have KO be the guy but, that but, they're going but everyone with. loves Sammy everyone loves Sammy so much even with KO being the face like they still love the bloodline because of Sammy right yeah but yeah <clears throat> yeah they do they do it's so it's it's tough like if you really want to have like the underdog good guy versus the the villain like true villain Sammy versus Roman could be that uh Give me a little bit on Dynamite here, specifically <clears throat> Jamie Hayter and Hikaru Shida in the main event, which I got to be honest, I did not see. I only saw highlights. It was awesome. I mean, it was a great match. I love, I'm a big fan of Jamie Hayter. Yeah, I mean, it was a great match. Um, Just hard hitting. Like, Shida, it's interesting. Like, Shida's so good. I-, I know it's hard to, like, keep the title on her for a long period of time because yeah. she, 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 she can't. She doesn't speak English very well, right. so she can't cut a ton of promos and this and that. So it's hard to do like long-term storylines with her, but she's just awesome in the ring. And she should always be somewhere hovering around the title picture because she puts on great matches. Jamie Hayter is, I mean, they're just, it was like, I think uh, they, Shivani said it at one point where he was just like, this is arguably the hardest hitting women's title match I've, like I've ever seen. It was All just right. like from, from the start they were getting after it. I mean, it was just a really good match. Jamie Hayter wins, but of course, in very typical AEW fashion, what, what I mean, Jamie Hayter, first title defense, incredible match. Let's just overshadow it by having, I know what you're going to say, by having, you know, let's, let's have Britt Baker come in and let's attack Sheeta. Let's have Tony Storm show up. Cool. <laughs> we need more Tony Storm. And then you got to get and then Tony Storm gets beat up. Oh, let's bring in Soraya. So yeah. now it's not even about Jamie Hayter's first title defense anymore. It's yeah. about Soraya. And who yeah. gives a shit about Soraya? Like literally, yeah. who cares? I mean, I just don't care. I mean, it's it, and and then you caveat that with the real women's champion is fighting at fucking ten thirty at night on a Friday, getting her forty fifth. Yeah, Jade Cargill. She's fighting on Friday night when no one's watching, getting her forty fifth to go forty five and zero, oh, making man. that title. Me, that title is like meaningless because That's a we bummer. never. See, it's like, you know, what are we doing here with the women's division? Just it's everything with AEW, and we'll talk more. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the rest of the things that happened on the show. But like everything is like two steps forward, one step. Shouldn't back she be on Dynamite? She's the TBS champion. Shouldn't yes. it, it, isn't Rampage on TNT? I don't even know. I don't. Dynamite's TBS. Shouldn't uh, she? Yeah. Shouldn't shouldn't she be on? Also, Dynamite? like, also, like, I love. I think. I think everyone's right about how good Jamie Hader could be. Oh, but also, like, shouldn't Jamie Hader be the TBS champion and Jade be the champion? Like, don't get me wrong. Jamie Hader's great. Jamie Hader's still young, and she's not the top person in her own faction. Right, she's not the top. Well, person we're all built. We're we're clearly building towards. We're her building towards that, but you can't. You can build towards that with her having the second title. Well, like, but 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 then to get the second title, you got to take it off Jade, and they want to. They want the win streak. Like they can't take right. They can't just take it off of her. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't like, know. It's, like it's all. Didn't, co- it's we all... didn't know when Jade won this title 
that she was going to be this good. And we didn't know that this win streak was going to become a thing. Now they're like, they're knee deep in it, man. They're neck deep. They're in knee it, deep. You know? Yeah, they are. They are. But like they they put her in segments with Bow Wow and bury her on a Friday night yeah. when no one's watching. It's like, yeah. you know, you have something here. You clearly have something and you have something really good here. Why is it? I mean, I understand like they can only do so much. But again, we'll talk about it. There were segments on Dynamite that didn't need to fucking be on Dynamite. That should never be on TV again, I would I would argue. <laughs> but meanwhile, you have one of your best champions. I think on everyone Friday knows night. what we're alluding to here. Yeah. All right. So also what grabbed our attention on on Dynamite, uh, we, we got to talk about the elite. The elite winds up. We, we knew this was going to be the case. This was my problem with the way that they booked it last week, where that triangle goes up 3-1 instead of 2-2. I don't know who's going to win the fifth match if it's 2-2. If it's 3-1... I know the elite are winning the fifth match, all right? Because the series has been great and we're not going to end it after just five matches. Why would we do that? So the the elite winds up winning on Wednesday night and and it's it's a bloody mess. Uh, you know, uh, like I guess officially now like that triangle if we didn't know before like they're officially heels now because like they're they're busting them all wide open at the yeah. end of the match. You got blood everywhere. They got the hammer going on. Like that's the big takeaway, right? So the elite, they win a fun match. I mean, it wasn't as good as the other matches because you got the bullshit involved. You got the trash can. You got the Christmas tree. Uh, it, you know, the match isn't going to be as good with that stuff. It's going to, you know, it's gimmicky and and it, and it's bloody. And that's what they're I thought it was fun, do. though. It's fun. Yeah, though. it was fun, but it wasn't as good as the other matches. I love the know? I love that. I love the Brandon Cutler spot. Uh, yes. Comes yes. in dressed as an elf, takes a super kick. Yes. It's, just, it's good. It's and good. you have, uh, you know, you got the barbed wire broom, which then gets stuck on Kenny Omega's ass and the referee has to pull it out. Because he can't yeah. grab it himself. Right. Uh, yeah, so so the match the match was messy as you would expect with an ODQ type match, but now it's three two. So now we're back in a place where all right, I could conceivably see the elite win. I mean, the uh, Death Triangle winning the next one and winning it six. So now we're back to a place. I mean, it's going to go seven, but now we're we're back to a place where okay, anything can happen. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I, <sighs> Dynamite's. T- I, I feel like every week. I'm just shitting on AEW, even though there are a lot of really good things about AEW. And these guys are, I mean, these are six of the best wrestlers on the planet. So like, I'm not complaining about them necessarily. I am complaining about how predictable AEW is right now. Like every storyline, you kind of pretty much know where long-term and short-term, like just, it just feels like, you know, exactly where everything's headed. It's funny because even like a year ago, I didn't feel that. It was one of the things I really loved that was going on with AEW. Well, in, in the beginning, yeah, because in the beginning of AEW, what they so it's almost like WWE's taken from that, and it's a very indie type of thing with where it's like all these different factions and they're all kind of feuding with each other, but then there's feuds within feuds and these this guy's with that. So like with WWE right now, you have all these different groups and they can all be feuding with different people, and because there's so many people in the group, like this guy has a thing with that guy and whatever. When AEW first started, that was kind of what was happening, where it was like. They're bringing in all these different groups, and then you just never know who's going to be feuding with who. And on week to week, they, this person might have a run in and that. No, right now, AW, it's like we know who's against who, we know who's going to win, we know who's going to lose. And this is like, like I think I mentioned it last week, or you mentioned it some, but so th- now they have the round ball, they have round ball rock, right? So did they again, use it again at the start they, of the show? Yeah, well, no, so they 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 legitimately can't figure out the timing on this shit. So <laughs> they were they had the opening segment with which we'll talk about briefly with uh, Ricky Starks and Jericho. Yeah. 
after the opening segment, they go to like the whole like, uh, here's what we got coming out tonight. And it's Excalibur going really fast because they don't have enough time in the show. Yeah. Here's what we got coming up tonight. We got this, this, this. And then within him going through one random match, Round Ball Rock comes on. Well, you know what? That's I mean, that's interesting that you brought that up because I want to tell you another thing that reminds me. And I mean, look, they're a young company. So production wise, like there, there are some miscues. But whole, like like you mentioned, there, Excalibur's going super fast because he's got to get out everything he's got to say. He's got to hit a certain mark, and they got to get to what they're getting to. If you're producing that show, you cannot have the Death Triangle beating the shit out of the Elite. They're all bloody. There are hammers involved, and, and there's still action in the ring with blood involved. And then, in a very hurried fashion, cut to backstage footage from last week with MJF. You can't do that. Yeah, it's just weird. Uh, yeah. You can't do it. it. You got to keep the camera on the ring. It's like if we're watching if we're watching an NBA game and all of a sudden there's a fight on the floor. But we we got to go to commercial. We got to hit No. You need to keep the camera on the fight and you got to figure out how to fit in that commercial in a minute or two. It's but like all- we got we got the elite are bleeding and they're being attacked and you're taking me to footage from last week last week on MJF like that was you can't do that yeah it's it's been that's why I say it's always two steps forward one step back with AW where it's like you have these great feuds you have these great wrestlers you have all the talent the talent's all there but then they do something stupid where you're like why and it's like why are they forcing this round ball rock shit in? I keep going back to it. But then <laughs> again, so but it, but again, the, way, the it, NBA hasn't been on NBC in 25 years. But also like, this is why the, the whole outcome is predictable. Excalibur during the match referenced the Warriors losing after being down three, one. He referenced it during the match. So, so, so like, obviously we know what's going to happen here. Like, what are we doing? Like, uh, it's just, it's like, I mean, it's been clear what we were doing the whole time, but they're just giving it away. It's like, give us something to look forward to. Like, the matches are good in, in and of themselves, and I'm sure some people are just happy to get good wrestling matches. But I want the story, too. And the story's already been told. Like, the story is told. We know what's happening here. So it's really hard for wrestling fans to agree, to all unanimously agree on something. And then you have Parker Boudreaux. Well, so the whole so, segment, man, the whole well, segment. well, for me, the like, I'm OK, look, I'm willing to give Swerve and his new crew there and Rick Ross and dropping a mother effer on the air. Like, I mean, that was crazy. It, yeah, that was like, crazy. Look, they, they say shit. Uh, what's his name? Stokely Hathaway called Daniel Bryan a raggedy ass bitch, which a is raggedy a funny bitch, thing to, which was a funny. raggedy bitch, which is a funny thing to say on television. Like A.W. toes that line to be sure. You cannot say mother effer. My understanding, though, is that, you know, Turner told them they had to calm down with saying yeah. shit because they yeah. were dropping shit like constantly because they yeah. were like, I think in the beginning, it was like kind of a joke. Like, I think it was Jericho or someone else referenced early on in the company is like, we're allowed to say shit five times <laughs> like on the air. So they always made sure that someone said shit. You cannot say mother effer. There is no getting around it. You, you gave a hot mic to Rick Ross. On a yeah. live TV show, like what do you, you how do you Bad. think this segment's going to go? Uh, but was... for but for me, you know whether or not you want to give it time. I, look, I saw some people who dig Rick Ross being there. You know, wrestling fans are it. never going to agree, but wrestling fans all agreed with 
yo, Parker Boudreau, what, what, what the hell are you doing? Like, he, well, looked, also, he looked like an idiot out there. Well, he also, like, they brought him in to attack Keith Lee, and then he just got his ass kicked. Wasn't like, he in he was, another faction? Yeah. He was also in NXT, like, six months ago. No, no, I, I know that. And he was he was dubbed as the next big thing, and then they... And then they released him, and everybody was like, "Whoa, why they release him?" Well, I think we know why they released him. Like, yeah. it sucks. Uh, but yeah. wasn't he in another faction with uh, Sunny Kiss and uh, and someone else? And they didn't explain Probably. how it, how he's not in that anymore. But so now he's in this new crew. He's like a bodyguard for Swerve, I guess you know. But like every time he punched Keith Lee, like he's like he's having a seizure. Like what? What? He looked terrible. How yeah, was I mean, that. Yeah, I like. I think I was just. Like I, I yes, he stunk. And then also and then also here comes this guy who no one even the, the announcers guy. don't know who this other this other well, guy apparently was a baseball player. Did you see some pictures of him before? Yeah, he was a I professional guess. baseball player. Yeah, but it's like, hey, here's this oh who is here's this, this like, guy? Here's some guy. But I think I was just overcome by how bad the whole segment was that like my main takeaway wasn't Parker Bedrill, oh, even he, though he wasn't. He was, good. My, he was my takeaway. But like from the start, it's clunk. Like you got Shivani and Rick Ross in the ring. Rick Ross is Tony Shivani introduces Rick Ross, and then Shivani, for some reason, can't even say Keith Lee's whole name. He's like, "Hey, all right, let's bring out Keith." Oh, he that's must what he have said. Forgot, he must have forgot his name. It's just like let's bring out Keith. It's only then, one syllable. Yeah, and then it takes out, and then it takes them like an extra 10 seconds for the music to hit. So maybe they weren't expecting the music to come on. Keith Lee comes out. Obviously Rick Ross calls him a big motherfucker, which is like, you can't say uh, that, which was like Keith Lee. You saw Keith Lee's face. Keith you Lee looked in Keith Lee that. looked into the camera and goes, yeah, Keith Lee's probably like, what, what am I doing here? I was, yeah. I, I was face to face with Brock Lesnar at Royal Rumble. What am and I then, doing? And then <laughs> they might as well have had a young legend counter on the screen because Rick Ross then proceeds to call, uh, Swerve Young Legend 17 times in the next two minutes and he's like let's bring out the Young Legend and it takes him seven minutes to come out no music ever hits so he just walks out this, like he this crew is this is A-Dub this is his new hit row because Swerve well, this was is, running hit row so, so this is what I was getting at maybe maybe and and I you know to, to Tony Khan's credit I think it's pretty clear he allows the wrestlers to like be creative and do it their own like things. It. Yeah. Maybe Swerve needs to consider that let's focus less on him, the fact that he's a rapper, and let's just focus on the fact that he's a great wrestler and one of the best wrestlers in the world. Like he keeps going back to this rapper gimmick yeah. because he does rap. Yeah. Fine. It failed in WWE and it's going to fail now. Like, has there ever been a faction more so that you look at them from this jump and you're like, this may not even be here next week? It's so By the bad. way, we talked about it last week with Triple H. Like, who are the talents? So there's a story out there. You don't know if it's true or not, but that he's down on some of the talents he brought back. Hit row. Yeah, I hit think row. it's Hit Row. I think it's Hit Row's. Yeah. Probably got, they got to be up there. Yeah. Because sure. Hit Row, when they first re-debuted. Well, they're not as good without Swerve. They were Swerve, getting, is, they were getting, Swerve is really good. Yeah. But they were getting wins, and they were being featured, and now they lose every week. Mm-hmm. Including this week. You know? But they got a title shot. I mean. I I I think Hit Row is the one we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, I, I but there's so many. I mean, I like. But anyways, the the on Swerve though, it's like, like we get it, man. We you have friends that are rappers. 
Um, you are a rapper. That's that's awesome. That's really cool, man. That's really, really cool. You know who else? <laughs> but you know what? Um, what's Max Caster is not a real rapper, but his rap gimmick is way over. Yeah. You know, it's like we, we don't really the rest well, because fans, Swerve is like an evil rapper. Yeah, but it, but it's like, OK, so now we're uh, mogul mogul affiliates. They already have merch like what they're wearing <laughs> their merch already. No one knows what's their who crew I, called mogul affiliates mogul affiliates yeah huh. that's what it said on the shirt and they okay. referenced it a couple times mogul i affiliates. mean it might as well be called young legends young legends <laughs> it's like and then and then the best part is like is that like i mean the only part and it's absurd so bad but also like hilarious is that anytime someone did anything to keith lee rick ross is like whoa whoa <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they got to be paying Rick Ross so much money. But they they did a back. I, I don't know if it was just a social thing or if it was on the show and I just missed it and saw it on social. There was a backstage interview, too, and Rick Ross was with them. It looks like Rick Ross might be with them. Rick Ross all elite? And Rick Ross might be all elite. He might be all elite. Uh, I, mean, I mean, look, if you're going to do it, go all the way. Because, again, it's just another it's another example of putting the mic in someone's hand when you have another guy in swerve who doesn't need someone to talk for him. Yeah. But if you're going to do it, you might as well just let Rick Ross go. Like he already said, motherfucker on live TV. Yeah. He can't, can't say anything crazier. Like yeah, I, that's, a, that's a bad word. He, Oh, he actually, and he goes <laughs> in the backstage segment. Um, it was, uh, damn, who was it? That was, that was, he was interviewing who was interviewing him. I forgot who was interviewing him. It was, it was a, oh, God damn it. Was it Marvez? no, I think I'm getting my uh, my storylines crossed uh, um, from WWE and AEW. Byron Saxton. I'll go back to it. I'll go back to it. I'll go back to it because I remember Rick Ross said something funny in the backstage interview, but I can't remember what it was now. I'm blanking. Uh, Ricky Starks opened the show, right? Ricky Starks opened the show, and I'll tell you what: I can go with Ricky Starks with the microphone in the middle of that ring on a weekly basis now, man. Like I totally dig everything he's doing. He comes out to the ring, his entrance. People are loving it. Like he's way over right now. Ricky Starks, you got a little bit of a, a, a little bit of a rock vibe to him, you know, where he's got yeah. the confidence. He's great on the microphone. Uh, I, I dig it, man. I'm into it. Yeah. And we were talking about like how it sucks that he loses to MJF and now he already has to move on to his next feud. And we were like, right. how do you keep this guy at the top? Uh, who better than Jericho? I mean, there's yep. no one I, I would argue there's no one better in wrestling right now to keep this guy as relevant as he is than feuding with Jericho. And we get I action. don't like I don't like the wizard being back, though. I, I, I don't, I don't, mind I, I don't yeah. like the wizard. I don't I like it. the wizard. I love everything about Jericho. So if, I'm a wizard. if, if he decide, well, he never actually like said he was the wizard, but they did a backstage segment yeah. where they interviewed Action Andretti. He's and doing he wizard shit Threw the fireball in his face. Yeah. But hey, Action Andretti not terrible on the mic either. A little nervous, you could tell. But hey, it was it was fine. Um, I'm I love this. I love Ricky Starks going from MJF to Jericho. It it gives him someone to yeah. go back and forth with on and the mic. And then bring him back to MJF at some point. You know, and he referenced it in his promo. He said, "I'll, I'll be back." He said, "Even yeah. if I have to beat everyone in the locker room, yeah. I'll be back." So bring him back. It, it keeps it alive. I and to be honest. I you know D Bry came comes out later in the show. He's cutting his promo. Uh, I I I honestly don't really have very much interest in Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson uh, going up against MJF. I, I think the does, reason you don't it just have doesn't very it much just doesn't do a whole lot for me. I'll tell you why you don't because you know they're not putting the belt on Danielson. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, 
I do like Ethan Page coming out because I think Ethan Page is great. And it gave us the Stokely Hathaway moment where he called Daniel Bryan raggedy bitch. Raggedy bitch. And also it's like Daniel Bryan's insult is I couldn't hear you because you're bald. Like, like, what are we doing? Like, it's just so bad. I I tell you also, I I don't like the whole making me respect William Regal thing. Like William Regal was dastardly and he helped MJF win the belt. Like, why is Daniel Bryan? Why is Bryan Danielson trying to shove down my throat that William Regal's a good dude? I don't get it. Yeah, I, I it was uh, it's 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 just not great, and they're forcing it because yeah. here's he's the thing: gone. why do we and, exactly? And gone. that and and again, that's the thing is like it's if he was gone, but we thought he was coming back, this would be different. Yeah, but the fan is intelligent. Yeah, like maybe we he know, would be coming back, and he would then double cross Danielson, but he ain't coming back. Right, but like now we're dragging on this storyline about how. Brian Danielson is fighting for the honor of a guy who's gone forever. Right. Like no one cares anymore. He, out of sight, out of mind. He's been off TV for weeks. He's out of the company. It doesn't matter anymore. What are we still fighting for? Because you like him? Oh, who, who, like who gives a shit? Yeah. And, and it takes me to my point of, you know, Rick Ross is on the show. We have this D this Brian Danielson promo. That's sort of like shoehorned in there. You get Soraya on the show. Meanwhile, Meanwhile, in very AEW fashion, we get a we get a a maybe fifteen second promo for Rampage with Excalibur going. This right on Rampage, we have the three hundred thousand dollars three thing Christmas Casino Trios Battle Royal, and doesn't explain what it is at all, and then just moves on. <laughs> Turns out it was a pretty cool idea, and I don't think I've seen a Trios Battle Royal before like that, and. Moxley was in it and Hangman Page attacks Moxley during it, which was an awesome spot. How's that not on Dynamite? Oh, so I got to go back and watch Rampage then. That sounds like a fun show. Yeah, it was a fun thing. Now, again, within that, you have Claudio losing after he just won the Ring of Honor title. So it's like the storytelling's all over the place. But I'm all in on anything Hangman Page. And again, you have him showing up randomly on a on a Friday night at 10:30 p.m. Yeah. No one is going to see that. Yeah, I didn't and see. And very it. few are going to go. I mean, you I didn't see it. I saw the clips. I saw yeah. clips. I saw uh, uh there was a YouTube clip from AEW. Who won the the trio whatever thing? The longest name for a match in the history of wrestling, by the way. The $300,000 Three Kings Christmas Casino Trio. <laughs> And the trio that won got a briefcase with $300,000. I, I love a battle royal. I'm going to go back and watch that, yeah. man. I like but, it, that. I, but again, it's just like all these things that could be ha- – it's just all very random. Um, I mean, you get the ass boys beat FTR. You know, I guess FTR is done. They've lost three matches in a row. They dropped their Ring of Honor titles. Like, right, seems lots like of rumors about them. It seems like they're on their way out. And yeah. by the way, talking about predictable, well, obviously, I think we're headed towards the ass boys – against the acclaimed and billy gunn g- helping his sons out and turning on the acclaimed i mean it's gotta oh, be where we're headed right? like, okay. isn't that where we're headed now why else would you have the ass boys beat one of the best tag teams on the planet? okay okay but it's just predictable it feels no, but predictable. you know what i'm looking forward to that though now that you say it could be predictable but still be good like i'm looking yeah, of course of course now. i i don't i don't disagree it could be predictable. And that's what they're gonna do good. and that makes sense it feels, I'm, it I'm feels like forward. it i'm looking feels forward like to it. that then yeah it feels okay. like it that's what it feels like i don't know but anyways you know i don't want to keep shitting them because they do have talent and they have really good, like, they're really fun storylines. 
But it's just like every time you think it's getting it's coming together for AEW, they do some dumb shit like this Rick Ross thing. And it's like, come on, man. All right. So let's do new feature on. It's still real to me. End of the month. Top five wrestlers of the month. All right. You ready? You want to go first or should I go first here? I can go first. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Come on. Cut it down for dramatic purposes. Come on. My my top five. This is again, this is just like we said last time for our top fives. These are our top fives. So don't get mad. For the month. I have a a tie at five. Okay. Because it was hard to take one of these guys off the list. Tied at five for this month. Chad Gable and Dominic Mysterio. Wow. How about that? And I'll give you a quick on each. Gable just holds it down for the mid card. Like everything he does, whether it's a match or a backstage segment, whether he's on Raw or he's on SmackDown, he's one of the most entertaining guys on the show at all times. And you got to know that the company values him when they're putting him in the thing with Angle for Angle's you know 30th anniversary on the show that he's not even part of. He was in the JBL thing and he was a highlight of the JBL poker tournament. He has matches week after week. He's keeping Otis, you know, he's building Otis back up to being a fan favorite again. Like he's been great. And then Dominic, it's obvious, right? Dominic's just his heel work. Even if, even when he's not wrestling, he's just incredible mm-hmm. for Chris Jericho. And it's tough because Jericho hasn't won any matches this month. I don't think, but we complain a lot about when old wrestlers just keep sticking around and they don't put people over. Well, shit first, he drops the belt to Claudio with the swing which we've never seen before, original finish. And then he puts over this guy, Action Andretti. And now he's in a, in a, in a thing with, with uh, Ricky Starks. Jericho just continues to... And also, like, he went from being fat to being, like, ripped yeah. in a month. It seems like two, which is cool. Three, Solo Sokoa. And this could be the bloodline in general, because Sammy's been great, and the Usos have been, like, workhorses. But I think Solo's taken just a, we- a leap over the last month. He added in the Samoan Spike, shout out to Amaga. He's helped Sammy win two singles matches this month. He's had his own singles match. And also he, his character work where it's like, is he is he mad? Is he happy? Why isn't he putting up the one? Why isn't he wearing the clothes? You just don't know with Solo. Also, by the way, I looked it up for next week. Solo versus Sheamus on the December 30th. Yeah, call. that's right. Yep. So that'll be awesome. Solo's just been great. Uh, number two, Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss starts the month by by winning the semifinals of the the tournament then wins the number one contender then has the moment with bianca in the ring where she puts her in the sister abigail will she be with bray won't she be with bray then the backstage segment where she hits her with the plant i texted you this i'm starting to be more interested alexa's alignment with bray than the bray storyline itself and the bray storyline is great but there's something about what the way they've done this with Alexa, where I actually think she's going to win the title. I, I think she's going to win the title. Maybe that's crazy. May, I don't know if it is. But what they've done with her, I think she's going to win the title. So she's number two. And number one, it's got to be Ricky Starks, right? Like the guy, you know, obviously he had the match with MJF and it was a great match and he lost. He'll be back. But the promo, he had one promo. He made himself into a household name and a star. So he's got to be number one for me. All right. So our lists are pretty different, though, except for one. All right. So number five for me, top five wrestlers of the month. 
I got Ricky Starks at number five. For the reasons that you said there, I feel like the promo with MJF, he became a made man. So now every week, I like the microphone as him. Thought he was great this week with the microphone as well. Had a great ma- match with MJF. And clearly, they're still keeping him at the forefront because now he's got the thing going on with Jericho. I want to see Ricky Starks every week. So I got him as number five. Number four, Wrestler of the Month. I got Action Andretti, man. I didn't know who this guy was. And now all of a sudden, he's a household name as far as wrestling fans. I thought he did a decent enough job this week, too. Uh, You know, backstage promo, running in the ring. But overall, that match two weeks ago with Jericho, I think we're going to remember it. I'm comparing it to 123 Kid and Razor Ramon. He was fantastic. The crowd was so behind him. And then we end up getting the big payoff with him actually beating Jericho. So I got Action Andretti coming in at number four. Number three, Akira Tozawa. I mean, Tozawa has done great work this entire month. I think there's also an element to it where he was toiling away doing the 24-7 bullshit. And now the fans are getting to see, whoa, this guy, he can actually do some really fun stuff when he's given the chance. So I think there's an element of that where the crowd likes being behind him, where you got the guy who's being given an opportunity now, even though he's been around for a while. But you got a guy who's given an opportunity now. His facial expressions are great. He was fantastic in the match with Rhea Ripley, which is not an easy match to have, an intergender match. And I thought Tozawa looked like a stud. So I got Akira Tozawa at number three. Number two, Sami Zayn. The promo yesterday uh, really put it over the top for me. He was phenomenal. He's been great in the buildup. Uh, I know Survivor Series War Games, that was technically November, but the last couple weeks, you know, are they going to make him a part of the bloodline, the whole deal? You don't know where it's going. Uh, Sammy's been a major star and, and obviously we're building toward Owens versus Sammy whenever that happens. All right. And for me, number one, the number one wrestler of the month for me, Rhea Ripley, uh, whenever she's on the screen, I can't take my eyes off her. She like, if, if you, if you were to be watching pro wrestling for the first time and you see Rhea Ripley on the screen, you know, she is a top star. All right. She looks like an A plus star. I love obviously the whole deal with Dominic, the intergender match. Uh, while the match itself wasn't great overall, the match was great. And part of that is her. All right. She's able to work with the men. She's able to work with the women. Everything she's doing on this, she doesn't need a belt. I mean, eventually I'd like her to have the belt, but she doesn't need a belt. Okay. She, that, that judgment day. I know Dominic Mysterio has obviously played a major, major role, but for me, Rhea is the clear-cut leader of the team, and whenever she's on the screen, uh, it's must-see for me. So top wrestler of the month of December for me, I got Rhea Ripley. Yeah, I mean, my I have my honorable mentions, and my top three honorable mentions were your top three of the month, Tazawa, Rhea, and Sammy. And Sammy. There you go. And the rest of the bloodline, too. Like, you got to give credit to the Usos. They're fighting every week on every show. Yeah. I mean, they're fighting on both shows, defending the belts and having singles matches on. Every- so just from a wrestling standpoint, I mean, they're they're work rate, like they're active. And um, and then the only other two in my that I, I got to shout out. Well, I got to shout out Rollins. He's been great still. Everything he does is still good. House of Black, everything they've done this month, like they're just beating the shit out of people, cutting cool promos. And Grayson Waller, NXT. Okay. okay? okay. I've liked this guy for a long time. He won the Iron Survivor Challenge. So that means he's going to get a title shot. He He's like, I don't know if he's from New Zealand or Australia. He's got the New Zealand, Australia accent. He's like an Australian Miz. Okay. He's like kind of like, do you hate him? Do you love him? 
He's really good on the mic. He's cool and he's fine. Good in the ring. Good athlete. I think he's going to be really big. And he won the Iron Survivor first ever. So he was in my honorable mention too. Let's do Big Dirt, not Big Dirt, Joey. Let's get to it, man. All right. Let's start off with, so we had some news this week on the future of Monday Night Raw and potentially the future of the company as a whole. Uh, what What's being said is that at the end of 2023, WWE's deal with USA Network is up and that they could potentially be moving to one of NBC's networks, Monday Night Raw, wow. which could also lead to an outright sale to NBC Universal of the company. Wow. Big dirt, not big dirt. That's very big dirt. Uh, just the idea, even just moving to uh, moving Raw to a broadcast network station would be enormous, uh, the way that SmackDown is on Fox. I mean, Raw has never been on broadcast television. And then the idea that you would have uh, a possible sale... I hope that's not the case. I like the idea that it's always going to be like in the McMahon family. Uh, so that's that's a big deal, man. Absolutely. That's yeah, I mean, do, yeah, WWE Network's already on Peacock, so there's yeah. like the natural. I yeah. mean, it would be really cool for people who are you know cord cutters because I would imagine Raw would also stream live on Peacock, which right. opens up a whole new audience of people that probably aren't watching it. But we shall see. All right, uh, a report came out this week that you know timing is pretty interesting. The WWE has changed their wellness policy that you don't automatically get fired after three failed drug tests. Right. Um, And obviously we have the riddle thing going on and there's been a lot of talk about why didn't he get suspended and this and that. But also part of this report was that there's clamoring backstage that because they're now in a wrestling war, they're concerned of people potentially if they want to get out of their contract just failing drug tests to get fired oh wow now that's a report it's the dirt sheet so who knows but big dirt not big dirt it sounds like you just you could just smoke dope in wwe now yeah i'm going i'm going not big dirt i don't think you could just smoke well i mean marijuana is they're not testing for anymore yeah, I know. but i would imagine the third strike instead of getting fired you are forced to go to rehab you're obviously going to be suspended without pay that kind of stuff so nobody really wants that but I'm going not Big Dirt because, yeah, uh, WWE, I, I mean, I know they're a publicly shared, publicly traded company, but they're their own business. They, they could do what they want. If they don't want to fire, you know, workers for drug use, they don't have to fire workers for drug use. Like, they're their own business. They're their own company. So, um, yeah, I mean, you could look down on that if you want, if you don't want people like that working for you. But it's their company. If they don't want, it's not like, you know, in the NFL and they're allowing guys to use performance enhancing drugs. That's a competitive sport. As much as we want to call WWE a sport, it's sports entertainment. Um, If they're okay with their guys using drugs, that's their business, man. So I'm going not big dirt. Yeah, fair enough. I I think the timing is just, it's rough for them because everyone, it's, Again, it goes back to the whole, like, what's, how are they defining what's bad enough to get fired and what's not after, you know, the Mandy Rose thing and then the Matt Riddle thing, and now they change the rule. It's, it's a but little again, weird. again, their but, own business, you know? Sure. Their business. Okay. Well, publicly traded business, but yes, business. Uh, Sean Rass Sapp tweeted on Monday, I think after the Bronson Reed, he tweeted, I don't think we're done with WWE, with, with returns in WWE. And then also, like, within the same time frame was, like, liked a tweet from Eva Marie, which is leading to speculation that Eva Marie is coming back. Big Dirt, 
not Big Dirt, Eva Marie potentially back in WWE. I'm going Big Dirt. I, I, I like Eva Marie. I thought she's, I, I, she's obviously fun to look at. And <laughs> I, I liked what they were doing with Dewdrop and her. And then all of a sudden, like, Eva Marie was out. Which, by the way, can, on a serious note, where is Dewdrop? Is she hurt? Mm-hmm. What's I saw her on. She was on. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. I think she's fantastic. Not just that. There was a bunch of, like, commercials. That, or there's this one commercial that keeps playing on USA and Dewdrop's in it. Where the hell is she? I don't know. I, I don't. I mean, I wish you would go back to Piper Niven, but I'm a big fan. She is yeah. great. Yeah, and she's really good. I miss her. So um, as far as Eva Marie goes, yeah, go Big Dirt. Bring it back. I like her. All right. Uh, we've talked about, I've talked about this exhaustively on the show, and we've talked about that AEW, just the, the company of belts, right? We got the title, the world title. We got the TNT title. We got the All Atlantic title. We got yes. the F, we got the TBS title. We got the women's title. We got the trios championship. We got the tag team championship. We have the F the uh, FTW championship yeah. that was defended this week by Hook. Uh, what else? Oh, we got all the Ring of Honor titles. Dave Meltzer's reporting that in 2023, AEW plans to add more titles. What? And say how many or what titles? Was every match going to be for a title? It just. AW planning to add more belts. I'll tell you, if you're fighting in a match and a title is not involved, you're a loser. Yeah. Big dirt. And also because there's only three hours of programming on TV, so a week. So yeah, every match it might be for a belt. Big dirt, not big dirt. AW, the the company of the belt. I'm going not big dirt. I'm going not big dirt because they go all those Ring of Honor belts. You know, like I said, it seems like they're they're not gonna be featured as much on AEW television anymore. So I'm going not big dirt. Yeah, and also just the fact that like you know, they'll randomly just have Hikaru Shida defending a belt from another company on their programming. <laughs> like, it's just like so many belts. Um, all right. Last one. Edge has been out for a while after, yeah. you know, the, everything that happened with the bloodline and, or not, excuse me, the judgment day. And there's been questions like about when he's going to come back. What's his contract status, this and that. The rumor that I read this week is that he will be back. And that his next match will be versus Finn Balor at Royal Rumble in Hell in a Cell. Big Dirt, not Big Dirt. I'm going Big Dirt. That sounds accurate because it also comes on the heels of, what was it, like a month or so ago when we found out that we're getting rid of Hell in a Cell. That it's not going to be like it's own That it would be a blow-off match instead of It's going to be for a special reason. You could do a Hell in a Cell match anywhere, but it's got to have a purpose. And that right there, I would say, would have some purpose. I would hope you get uh, the brood version of Edge. That would be a lot of fun. And uh, and I know Finn Balor, I don't, I don't know if the demon is dead, you know, but I remember in NXT, man, the demon fought in a steel cage, and that shit was pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, I'm going Big Dirt. That would be a lot of fun. I, I, I can buy that. That sounds like something that's happening, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, you know. I think it's cool. I, I like the idea that I love that Triple H is making it into a more of a specialty match than a, than a whole event because yeah. the event ended up being just one Hell in a Cell match anyways. So yeah. you had a whole card called Hell in a Cell for one Hell no, in a Cell. No, it makes sense. It's like all of a sudden we're feuding, but the next pay-per-view is Hell in a Cell. Oh, so like, I guess we need to be in the cell. Why? Well, yeah, and it's and it's for this kind of feud, it's like how do you combat the judgment day? You get you lock yourselves in the cell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good idea. Yeah. Good job there, Joey. Yo, you're gonna have some fun, man, on Monday night. You gotta, you gotta take, uh, you gotta give us a report. All right, next weekend, MSG yes, uh, WWE Live. You're going on Monday, and again, FTXArena.com. I'm going to WWE Live on Thursday here in Miami. It's a SmackDown show. 
you're going to a you're a raw show, right? No, my ours is a SmackDown show. There Smackdown is a raw too. there is a raw show running the same night. It's somewhere else, but ours okay. is SmackDown. Yep. All right, very good, man. Excellent job today. Good work, Joey. We'll talk to you next week, man. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Make sure everybody you're out there, you like, you rate, you comment, tell all your friends, tell your family about it. It's still real to me. Zazlow Show 2.0, all that good stuff. We'll talk to you guys next week. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies for both trailers and motorhomes. Let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry. They specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com. 954 Five eight nine two two zero four.